0: All right, hello everyone. This is Vu Nami, uh, also known as Anki God. Uh, and this is?
1: Crammage the Advantage. You guys call me Crammage.
0: All right, so uh, so I studied and graduated from a college called Arsinus College uh, with a bachelor's degree. And I've done a post-bac program at Temple Medical School, uh, just for one year. And now I'm going on to starting pharmacy school as a uh, first year student. Uh, next month, actually. And for several years, I've been practicing and uh, getting some mastery over memory techniques, such as peg system, major system, memory palace, memory journey. Um, I've also been introduced to some other ones that I haven't really gone into, but maybe considering, which is Dominic technique. Um, Also, the idea of memorizing textbooks verbatim. And I'll tell you all about those
2: if you have questions about them. Um, and yeah, uh, what about you, Kremich? Uh, tell us your background. Um, I've worked full
1: time, and I started reading about memory techniques and mnemonics about a year ago. And then about seven months, I started using some of these for card memorization and memorizing number-heavy strategy cart, uh, charts. And yeah, I've done a, a bit with memory palaces. And I'm excited to, you know, learn more that I can, any more than I can, and see what I can contribute.
0: Oh, so, Sewer so affection has a question. So, uh, I've worked as a medical scribe. I've worked as, uh, um, i worked in Planned Parenthood. Uh, I also am working as a CVS pharmacy technician. Um, okay, and, okay, so... Let's see. So what's Memory Palace? What the heck is it? Why is it necessary? And, and why does it apply to you as a student? So I'm sure many of you are students or in a professional school or, or even, you know, high school, college. Basically, Memory Palace is an imaginary location that you are visualizing in your mind where you can store and recall a whole concept like glycolysis, Krebs cycle, uh, ETC. Part one equilibrium. So all of these are some examples that you could just like memorize without even having anything in front of you. Um, and you can memorize lists of things, you can memorize a presentation, for example. And so one of the main factors about memory palaces that really caught my attention is really the fact that it is effortless to recall spatial memory. So, uh, because if you close your eyes, right? So close your eyes right now, just imagine yourself walking through your room from an entrance okay and you can just automatically know where loca- your your computer your bed your closet you know where your windows at and so you just take advantage of those stations in your palace and incorporate a story that is so exaggerated that you cannot forget that memory so using a made-up episodic memory that can be incorporated into your long-term memory it's it's going to be very beneficial to you. This is superior compared to using your traditional use of flashcards. So last session, we talked about Anki, and you can make your flashcards, okay? And you're probably going to go through them uh, um, with spatial uh, you know, repetition in mind. But what about associations? What about your mnemonics? What about all these things that uh, can make your memory stronger of those, those, those material? Those factual information. So this is definitely a superior technique, and it's probably my favorite technique out of out of all the techniques. But uh, just to keep in mind, um, you can you can merge all of those techniques together. So the peg system and major system, you can merge into your memory palace. So if you're going into college or professional school, don't you think it's the it's really the best idea to incorporate? what you've learned into your long-term memory, even after graduating, after taking those exams. Um, typically, students will probably forget most of what they've learned uh, in the first two, three weeks after taking an exam. But I, I'm pretty sure you probably wanna memorize and, and, and retain that information after like, m- months or years. <laughs> so this is, this is where you, 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 know, you use Memory Palace. Well, use memory Palettes for everything. Really, you can use it for um, the sciences, even computer science, um, religion, especially history. You know, if you want to memorize uh, textbooks verbatim and and really get into it, you can you can definitely do really well in history. And uh, not sure about math. You can probably memorize theories um, and stuff like that, but. Kravish, did you have something to
1: say? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I was just... I always felt like I had a terrible memory, but um, the first time I used a memory palace technique, like, just the first day, I was able to memorize, like, 26 cards. Uh, I mean, after learning my system or whatever, but it was amazing just having that recall just immediately after going through it, just... Yeah, yeah. it's
0: it's definitely memory very... Yeah. Very the
1: effects uh, immediately was just uh, yeah, really drew me to it.
0: It definitely changed my world when I first got introduced to it. So, uh, when, when I first looked into it, it was maybe, maybe like six years ago. I saw, I saw it in a TED talk. Uh, I'm not sure which TED talk, but basically, when, when, I, when I saw that video, I didn't, I didn't think much of it. I knew it was working, but I didn't know that I can like make my own really fast. I thought it was so, I thought it was so much effort. I mean, it is a lot of effort, but once you learn about it being so helpful for the rest of your life, uh, just by rehearsing it like maybe um, three times a month, it's already enough for you to really have that memorized and ingrained into your memory. And actually uh, when you get, or grinded or pimped into to, to answering these, these specific questions, you, you just, you know, you just got it immediately. And, you know, at first, I, I was so skeptical. I, I, saw, I saw Memory Palace as something that's, you know, it's, it's so dumb. It's, it's not really helpful. And I spoke to Alex Mullen. So he was the, the number one memory champion of the world. I asked him why this was necessary. And he told me, you know, say, just, just jump into it. Take the risk. You might think that it's not helpful. But, you know, once you try it, at least, you're going you're gonna to love it
1: yeah so why don't we start with like I like with my memory palette I I like to use places that I know well like apartments I've had or my childhood home and places um, I know and then I've started using more made up uh, or created ones no you do a lot of that so most of yours you like yeah you go about finding uh, memory palace to use
0: like so I was really really picky so so typically uh, people would try to find memory palaces in, in real life you know just going to places and taking pictures of these these unique rooms uh, for me I try to go into video games uh, or just Google images and try to find places that I recognize so like for example um, the Simpsons room or maybe a room from Naruto from several anime, uh, movies, uh, Attack on Titan, stuff like that. I just take a room that you're very familiar with, like um, maybe the Powerpuff Girls room, which we will be going through today at the end of our our session. We are going through an example of the 10 Hallmarks of Cancer, how you can memorize those easily. Yes, we're going to use the
2: Powerpuff Girls room. And also, uh, so we have several questions here. You're at, uh, so someone asked, uh, we need a lot of rooms then, right? Uh, you would need to use
0: only one room to memorize one concept of a memory palace, if that's
2: what you're asking. So you would probably need a lot of rooms if you want to memorize a lot of things. I've been using memory pal- palace techniques for, I would say, around four, five years. Maybe six. But um let's see, what else? Do you have any questions for me, Kramish? Uh yeah, so when you when you're choosing a memory palace like to or
1: like the 10 hallmarks of cancer, did you pick that image or that room of the Powerpuff girl with that in mind? Or do you just pick images that look good? and then it doesn't matter which. uh...
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a very good question. So, uh, so Kramish asked me what kind of questions, I mean, what kind of uh, rooms am I picking? So I I told you guys before, I am very, very picky. When I choose a room, I make sure there's a lot of unique stuff in that room that I can use well. So if you look in in this room that I posted in the image, I I mean, in the, the channel, you can see the table right in front of you the the mirror on the left side and you can see the the small uh, puffy octopus on the right side that i can take advantage of you can also see a closet uh, right in the back there uh, and i can use that bed as well and that window is is pretty unique so you can probably recognize this room immediately when you close your eyes uh, after you know just making sure you have a mental picture of this map Uh, but i will talk about that later when we actually go through the example um but let's see uh how do you even? Make a memory palace, basically. So in order to actually make a memory palace, I have to make sure I have a laid out concept in a mind map. So a mind map. So if you downloaded X mind Map Gen, okay? So if you go download that right now, you can... I will take screenshots, though. So basically, it's going to look like this when you download it, right? And you can edit
2: this, all right? And you're going to make a whole mind map. Let me see. I I will show you some examples. Sean asks if is
1: is the same memory palace used for different subjects.
0: Um.
1: Okay. So. Uh, it's easy, easy to differentiate. Um, yeah go ahead.
0: so i mean if if you have something to to say to that, you you can feel free to answer that cri yeah
1: i I wouldn't um, You use a memory palace like you just use it one time when you're trying to store this into your long memory. Um, at least that's how I've always done it. Like if I'm making a memory palace for a strategy chart, I make it for that chart and then I review that and I don't ever reuse that palace again. Uh, how about you, Vinami?
0: Yeah, so once using a memory palace, like Kramish said, uh, I don't I don't really use it. You don't use it again for a different subject or for a different concept. That same palace that you used, it's, on, it's unique to you and you only use it for that one concept. So it's very limiting to only one. And that's just because you don't want to ghost yourself. You don't want, Another, You don't want this memory palace to be confusing to you. You want it to be crystal clear. So when you, when you have this memory palace, you have to make a whole different one for a different concept. So uh, I have some, some examples of, of mind maps that I've created, and I'll just show you them. Okay. So these are mind maps. So basically, you have one big circle that acts as your main title. And then you, you connect them to maybe a list of items associated with that title or a sequence of events like glycolysis, where you start off with uh, glucose to G6P to F6P to F16BP uh, and, and so forth. Uh, but you know specif- specifically here, you'll see protein sensitive to changes in, and then uh, the list are salt concentration, temperature, pH. Uh, and if you notice there's a memory palace in that room where you have um, probably not the, the most unique part uh, aspects in the room, but you can see a rabbit which is pretty new to you. Uh, you can see that there's some crazy sunlight happening from the window section. And, and of course, you can copy and paste you know, random items that you can find on Google Images and just place them through there. So you can see that there's like some random flask on the right side of that image. Of that memory palace and you know that's going to be involved with the ph you know changing the ph of several uh solutions and stuff like that but anyways uh so i'm just going to post more examples of mind maps so that
2: you guys kind of get a sense of what i'm trying to do here and, and this is all from the mind map gen you can create it with different colors, make
0: it unique to, uh, to you, but so <laughs> memory palace or memory techniques in general is a luxury, okay? You don't have to, you're not supposed to be doing this immediately when when you, um, you know, look at a textbook. You're supposed to be understanding what the heck you're learning first, okay? I just want to make sure you guys uh, don't waste too much time. Just make sure when you're in school, the whole point is to really understand what you're doing, okay? So understand. <laughs> um, what the professor is saying. Okay. And after you become more organized and, and, you know, organizing a concept like these images I've shown you here, then you can make a memory palace based on that mind map. All right. I hope everyone can really understand that main point of this memory palace or memory techniques is a luxury. It's something that you do when you have extra free time, uh, in school, but very, very helpful for maintaining that memory for your long-term memory. Okay. Uh, and then uh, you can notice that in, in several memory palaces, you have to have actors. You know, you, you can use a specific actor like, let's say, Dexter from uh, Dexter's Laboratory. You can use Dexter from the actual movie, the, the serial killer movie, uh, sorry, TV series. or you can use Breaking Bad, stuff like that. And Timothy's asked, Asking, how selective are you when you choose objects in a room for your memory palace? Oh, I'm very selective. You, because it, you can easily ghost yourself when you use the same object in different memory palaces. I highly recommend not to use the same objects in different memory palaces. That's why it gets really harder as you make more memory palaces. So an object would be like... A, a, funny looking telephone but when you go to a different memory palace make sure that telephone is extremely different from the one that you used before
1: yeah um i had this problem early on where um i had multiple doors in like one of my first palaces and that didn't work out so well i mean and like you were saying like a door's not very memorable unless you make it memorable
0: and then yeah yeah it, Yeah, so maybe a different color door, or uh, a door with some certain designs. Yeah, yeah, for sure, like a triangle, um, rhomboid shape, yeah. And also, uh, uh, I chose or I recommend rooms more so than the outside world because the outside world is very, very chaotic. It's not something you can easily remember, but if your spatial memory is very, very awesome, and very, um, you can recall things immediately or easily. Uh, you could use the outside world, but uh, Anthony Medivere, which is, which is also a, a, a memory veteran, uh, recommended to me to only use rooms. And if you have rooms that are unique enough, you just, just keep making and, and, and taking rooms from everywhere. So I also take rooms from the VR world, so virtual reality world, um, video games, anime, movies you know just steal these rooms
1: yeah i was just at um gfk airport i was in the old twa and i just took a uh a video and slowly panned across the entire place because it's stuff um, like in the 1950s or 60s a lot of architecture and different things in there so i just got that yesterday i'm going to use that for a memory palace
0: Heck yeah, did you like take a picture of it or are you just trying to um, keep it in your head? Uh, no,
1: I took a video and I just panned across the entire um, TWA original airport. Hey, inside. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely awesome because th- that's, that's uh, having a 360 video uh, of yeah. that place. And that's, that's awesome. Yes, I, I, I do make um, memory palaces and VR as well. Um, I have several videos in my channel if you want to check it out, Um, but let's see, so uh, there's the idea of microstations. So if you look at the image that I just posted, it's just the the Powerpuff Girl room again, Um, if you see here, the table in front of you is going to be called the microstation, okay? Uh, that's going to be, micro station just means it's a, a, a section of your memory palace that you're going to be using for just one step of that concept, if that makes sense. So one step of the storyline. And then the mirror on the left is a micro station. And the bed on at the end is a micro station. I just want, to, I want you guys to know the terminology of how memory palaces work, okay? And then, uh, let's see, and macro station is just, A whole big section, Um, like I would say a macro station would be like one corner of the place. So if you look at the the, the right corner of that room, uh, it's going to have
2: both the octopus, the closet, and the the cabinet over there. Um, Okay. If anyone has questions, just
0: feel free to ask, please. There's no dumb questions, all right? The, I'm okay with repeating answers. I, I'm not those type of people that, that would, you know, shun or insult anyone at all. Please, I know I know you guys are much younger than me. I know you guys are studying hard and you want to make your your study time more efficient, better for you. Okay? I, I know how important this is to everybody. Uh, I do want to mention that I, I also want to be a professor, so I'm very patient with all of you guys. Okay?
1: Uh, now, touch on maybe a little bit of the major or peg system, or do you not want to do that today?
0: Mm, so guys, major system, peg system. So these are, are different techniques, all right, totally different techniques that could help you uh, incorporate more stuff into your memory palace. So a major system is basically associating a number with a letter. So basically it's going to be like your native language where you know that number three is an M, a letter M, and, and a number three is also a mouth. So to associate it with a word is called the peg system. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably know of this, um, and you might have your own system. I'm not sure, but uh, basically, major system associates a number with a letter, and the peg system associate a number with a word. I do have my own system, and I've, compiled a tutorial on my YouTube channel. If you want to, to uh, watch it later on today, uh, it's, it's really helpful to just have the, the actual systems really memorized uh, in like, I guess I made it in like seven minutes, seven to five minutes, if you guys want to
2: look into that. But we are talking about Memory Palace, so that's going to be our main point still and
0: remember keep asking questions uh, how long does it usually take to, to make a memory palace so it depends on you really um, to make a memory palace you have to be pretty creative if, if you haven't noticed already you have to choose your place you have to make sure your, your concept is organized but then the, the hardest part is to actually make a story make a story that's very very exaggerated so that you can actually memorize or, or, or remember that story uh, when I first made my memory palace, I was so excited. To be honest, I, I made a memory palace in a game called Overwatch. I was Junkrat. I played. Um, uh, I played in a uh, Route sixty six. That's a place in the video game. And you know, I remember just um, capsaicin is the the main component of that that memory palace. And it, you know, you you probably will memorize your first memory palace for the rest of your life. It, it's so exciting, but. uh what the point is that I spent probably three hours working on it because I was just kind of excited and I just wanted to not make any mistakes. Obviously, I did make mistakes, but uh, but it's still it's still fun. So
1: you said you spent three hours making that memory palace, but um, they asked how long does it usually take to create a memory palace? Like, is that standard for you, or how? How long does it take for just like say an item list or something or six?
0: So right now it would probably take me around thirty minutes to an hour to make a memory palace. But if but sometimes I rush it, you know. Um, I remember the day before my final exams, I made thirty six memory palaces in one day before the the exam, and I, oh I stayed gosh. up for yeah, I stayed up for for twenty four hours actually no, 23 hours, I slept for one hour. And I got a perfect score on that exam. And keep in mind, this is the final exam of a medical school. Uh, so this is telling you how awesome memory palaces are. But but because I rushed it, I made 36 memory palaces in one day, I I pretty much forgot a lot of it. But you could imagine when mm. I'm taking the exam, I'm just closing my eyes sometimes so I can actually visualize where the heck I'm going to uh, yeah. in my memory palaces. So. It's it's kind of weird but funny at the same time. Uh, I actually fell asleep during the exam for like ten minutes, but I, I still I still you know finished the exam and left early.
1: So, Timothy asks, what about revisiting your memory palaces? Like,
2: how okay. often do
1: you go back and review them?
0: So, there's uh, several people have have mentioned a system of how to uh, uh, when to revise. So this is, you know, spatial, this is a repetition. Uh, you want to rehearse your memory palace probably, uh, ideally, it would be at least once a week. Uh, so, you know, when you start your classes the first week, you could try to make a lot of memory palaces. And then you can just review or rehearse um, every single one of them just at least once a week. Uh, that would be ideal. Um, but also, I, I personally just review them maybe twice a week. Just to make sure, uh, I want to just make sure I I got them down. And plus, it's fun. You know, when you sit down, you close your eyes, and you just kind of meditate. You just try to, you know, walk through your storyline and see if it works out. And, you know, it
2: should work out if your memory palace is is creative and, and, you know, exaggerated enough. Uh, Another another person asks... um... I guess quickly about
1: which system is better, the Dominic system or Major system.
0: Um, so it, they're equivalent to each other. Um, Dominic system, if you're if you're very very social with people, uh, it probably might work out because um, Dominic system basically, if if you haven't known already, uh, it associates a number with celebrity faces. So like Tom Cruise is, for example, number three. Uh, I'm just making that up, but people. Uh, People really do associate numbers with celebrity faces, and it does work out. and And Dominic actually is one of the memory champions of the world, so he he vouches this.
2: <clears throat> okay, if I, so that's that's yeah. also you can use people
1: that you know as well. And the the major system is is just assigning specific letters, like K for seven and R for four, for yeah. example, and yeah, creating. But yeah, there's. I use both of them actually.
0: Oh, you do. Oh, that's that's very interesting actually. Um, that that probably gives you stronger associations too. To have a face, major system, like all of those associations. I, I would say, in my opinion, the more associations you have in general, the better your retention will be in in memory. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if I create multiple memory palaces, make sure that it's it's very different from each other. You know, the story is different. Don't make don't use the same actor or actresses. Like you know, don't use Spider Man two times. Don't use Batman two or three times. Just use it one time for one palace. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just uh, either one is great.
2: Yeah, and and so
0: the really. It, I want you guys to to think of memory policies as something that's really fun man it's it's it's, it's just an idea of creating a story and, and it associates your actors with their specific action on that microstation that connects them to a concept that you're trying to memorize and it could be any kind of story you know uh, remember to make sure that the story should be full of surprises like I said before because we are more likely to remember stories that are typically insane you know you can um, you can probably make memory policies that are not safe for work or you know some crazy stuff just make sure you don't tell people about it it's, it's a little weird you know if you're if you're might be racist accidentally or or you know you just discriminate uh, from time yeah, to time we, it just yeah
1: yeah we remember more extreme or absurd situations much stronger
0: yeah um, because keep going what Ask,
1: um, what if you run out of space uh, read about what you were talking about in mind for numbers I haven't mm-hmm. read the book and running out of space, I mean, you can always go to new places or see a new location or there's always yeah. more palaces to be created.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. You you can't really run out of spaces. There's, there's an endless amount of rooms that people have created in their lifetime. Um, you can find in different countries. Um, if you're big on traveling, oh gosh, you can take your camera out and just take a 360 view of that room, of any room that you're looking at, Uh, but be sure to be a little picky because you're gonna be using that room for the rest of your life if you actually make a memory palace out of it. Yeah, what I I was gonna
1: say is, uh, like when I created one of the more difficult memory palaces that were just numbers on a strategy chart, I didn't understand why those numbers were there, but I knew that I had to memorize them. And for that chart, I reviewed a lot more. So I reviewed it an hour after I made it, and then the next day, and then at the end of the week, and then a week after that. And then started doing two-week intervals. So using space repetition for more difficult, yeah. For, so for more complex memory palaces, I would recommend yeah, reviewing a lot more. but.
2: Yeah, sure. Information can be stored in a memory palace. Uh, Also, um, I I do want to create or or tell you guys about a guideline that
0: I created just to make sure you guys are organized in how to make a memory palace. So I posted this down. uh, Basically, making a mind map of the concept after you memorize it. Okay, you have to memorize the whole concept and understand it first. Sorry, you have to understand it first before you memorize it, and then you find a place to use. You gather actors and actresses so that, that you can use to actually, um, you know, make that storyline work out. Um, and then you, you make the storyline go in a clockwise direction. That's just a conventional method that, that I do, but you can make it counterclockwise if you want, um, and doing that for each microstation of that palace. And then you just rehearse three times a week for three months. Oh, so it says that here, three times a week for three months. You can do it once a week if you want. Uh, it really depends on how awesome your your memory palace is. Some people they can just do once a month, and still be like crystal clear. And and that happens to me too sometimes because you know when you get so excited to make w- the specific memory palace and you actually do it well, you really don't need to rehearse it that 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 much. Probably do it like once a month, maybe once every two months. But um, <clears throat> but when you rehearse your your memory palace story, uh, don't do it just. Only from start to finish. Also, do it from finish to, to start. Okay, you can do it from the middle to the end or the middle to the beginning. Um, but that's 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 just a rehearsal process. Um, and also, uh, you can incorporate uh, memory palaces into your Anki. So for each of your flashcard, you can you know ask the Anki card to ask you questions about that concept, and then when in the answer. Key or the answer part of the Anki card, you can input the m- actual picture of the memory palace in the answers as well, so that you have a trigger point
2: for for you know answering that question. Okay. Uh, next question is
1: how much information can be stored in one memory palace? Oh, wanna,
0: this okay. one. Okay. Uh, So you can actually store a lot of information into one memory palace, but it's really hard. I'm just trying to say it's really hard. So typically for me, I recommend just going up to around, uh, I would say like three to seven items or sequence of, of events to memorize. Anything more than seven is a lot, but there's the idea of chaining memory palaces. So this is even more advanced where you basically merge a memory palace into another memory palace. All right. And, and, and that way you can, you know, add more information into that same memory palace. Uh, But the issue is that, how are you going to do this? You might have to incorporate the idea of walking into the other room, uh, for a certain reason. So maybe you might want to walk into a kitchen to make, to make food. And so you, you try to make a situation where, you, you know, maybe you're just extremely hungry or maybe a girlfriend of yours in that memory palace is actually very, very hungry and you know, she'll kill you if you don't make food for her. So <laughs> like that, for example, um, just finding a way to make yourself going to the other room.
1: Yeah, there's uh, I mean, I, my memory palaces are mostly places I know well. And so going to the other room is just the natural order of events of how I had traveled through there. Um, but yeah, people use memory palaces to memorize a full deck of cards. So they have 52 locations, and they go through that. And they memorize, um, I don't know if they use memory stories or palaces, but the people that memorize just thousands of digits of pi. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's how much work you want to put into it. I mean, you could store a lot of information in one palace.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely really, really exciting. To, to make memory palaces. Uh, feel free to keep asking us questions. Uh, so someone asked, uh, James, "Can uh, you use some palace that you pass every day as a memory palace. Uh, oh, okay, so that's, that's a good question, actually. Uh, so the places that you pass by every day, that's, that's kind of hard because if you pass by that place and it actually changed on you, like there's some construction work, then you're gonna, you're gonna be confused. You know, after you make a memory palace of that place that you pass through every day, um, they might have construction work and, you know, uh, things will change and you're not going to remember that anymore because uh, the storyline that you associate that, that, that memory palace is with, uh, it just doesn't work out well. <clears throat> so, so don't do that. So don't, don't use places that you, you see every day. So don't use your room, for example. Don't use um, your school classroom. But you can use your school classroom after you, you leave that school and go to a,
2: a different school because you don't see that room anymore. Yeah, there's just so many places you could use. It's
1: why you wouldn't wanna risk it, especially it's you know stuff you wanna remember for the rest of your life. You could rearrange your room three times in the next years.
2: So someone asked, what should the
0: story consist of? Uh, the story should consist of a story that you've made up but that storyline is associated with the memory that you, you want to memorize. So we are actually going through uh, an example of this pretty soon. Uh, stay tuned. And so it's asking here, uh, what, resources, wh- what resources do you have or do I use to make palaces? Uh, I use Google Images. I use anime. So I just like you know take, uh, type down the, the name of the anime, type in room. Uh, for example, Boku no Hero. I'm sure many of you guys know of this. Uh, they had a, an episode where they just look at each other's rooms uh, to have a competition on who, which room is, is the better room. And uh, I, I definitely took advantage of that and, and grabbed some screenshots of those. Uh, it, it could be that you guys don't know that anime, and, and that's okay. It's, I'm just saying that I took advantage of these these several movies, these scenes where they show the room in a 360 format, and I just screenshot it and stole it, basically.
1: Yeah, I've done things like uh, I'll use somebody I know. You know, I'll use my friends. And, you know, I mostly saw him at my old pizzeria I used to work at. So my memory palace for him is him in the pizzeria that we used to work at is what I use. So sometimes, depending if I use somebody I know, I just use the known location that I used to hang out with them at.
0: Yeah, definitely use your friends, your family anyone that you know um uh, let's see but it's kind of weird because when you use your friends you're always going to associate your friend with that memory palace so if you, <laughs> yeah. If you <laughs> yeah so if you see that person and, and you you t- you told that person to to basically do something weird in a memory palace you're gonna you're gonna see that person a different way maybe <laughs> um, uh, yeah every t- yeah, I, I mean,
1: at least for cards you. i use some people so my friend honora is the nine um Nine of hearts. <laughs> so that I do always think about that when I see her. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah you're, you're nine of hearts. And <laughs> speed memory or card memorization.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, someone's asking, uh, do you store the memory palaces somewhere else other than your head? Um, oh, so yeah, that's a good question. So you don't have to just store it in your I mean, you will store it in your head. But uh, basically, when you make your mind map and images, just Screenshot that image and place it into somewhere somewhere safe. So like, put it into a folder that you have, um, or you can make your own Discord server and just or no, sorry, you can just go into the Memory World Discord server and just post your Memory Palace there and, and inputting all the information associated with it. And then you can um, just keep it in that that channel. And then um, when you want to go back to it, you just you know go into to the search box. It's called Loci Collection, basically. Uh, you're collecting all of your your memory palaces, and you want to make sure you, you know, it doesn't get lost anywhere. So Discord servers are really helpful for that. Um, and I'll just post the server here if that's okay with Chan, uh, James Chan.
1: Yeah. So let's let's say for some reason uh, you used you know Yurameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho, like using his finger gun and blowing up a table in a specific memory palace. And that's just like what you had to memorize. Um, So you would take a picture, like let's say you took a Google image for that memory palace of a room and there's a table. So you would go to Google Images and just get a picture of your Meshi and drag him in like a photo editor on top of the table to remind you of what of that action that was going on. Uh, Right. Isn't that kind of how you.
0: Yeah, so associating an action to the object and stuff like that, it, it does help out. Um, did you also mention something else? I'm sorry, I didn't didn't hear the other parts. No, that was it. OK. And
1: so, so I'll, you, I'll write, if I can answer that. Um, some Some memory palaces, I've just made up these rooms, these houses in my mind. And I don't have a picture of it, but it's something that I've studied You know, I've I've meditated on it and thought about the structure of it carefully. So I know it well. And, you know, I've jotted down outlines of it in a notebook. So just so I can have the structure and all the... the, What did you call the loci? What's the word that we're using? Uh, Um, Micro
0: micro station?
1: Yeah, micro station. So I write down all my micro stations on just uh, like a... Yeah, like a blueprint of the memory palace. And so that's what I'll... Review, but some some of them yes I have actual images and videos that I'll go through.
0: Yes, and, and Kramish did uh, post a lot of his his own memory palaces in the the. Uh, there's a channel in that server. It's called Lokai Collection, and that co- loci Collection channel actually is very valuable to all of you guys. I just want to let you guys know because you can just take those those places and use them as your own. Um, in input your your mind maps and just make your storyline just straight from those, those places that we posted because it takes a long time to actually find a good place, you know, and I'm very picky. So for me to post in there, it's it's going to be a good one. And I posted hundreds and hundreds of memory palaces in there, by the way. So take advantage of that. Uh, I also uh, post videos, 360 videos of, of virtual reality memory palaces in the actual uh, YouTube channel as well. So uh, it's like maybe like one minute long. Just looking at a place, Um, it it works. Uh, Let's see. So, if you guys have any other questions, we can start our memory palace example. Actually, what do you think, Krampus? Should we should we continue? Should we uh, start our example, or should we? Anything else you want to add?
1: No, I think we should go on and get into it. I think people are interested to see how uh, this process actually goes. I think this is going to be really a really great introduction to it.
0: Alright, so let me first find the the 10 Hallmarks of Cancer really quick. Uh, Find a reputable resource so that you guys
2: believe me that these are actually the 10 Hallmarks of Cancer. okay guys so this is from the the
0: cell bio reputable research society Um, and in this is the 10 hallmarks of cancer so the 10 hallmarks are deregulating cellular energetics um, resisting cell death sustaining proliferative signaling i know this is a little bit overwhelming but these these are basically the 10 hallmarks and then you see the the other Words and circles; those are the drugs used to treat those uh, those those specific hallmarks. Okay, so here's my mind map of the actual um, hallmarks of cancer, just to make it organized. So, from you know, step one is the actual. It, it, these are not a series of, of steps; these are a list of of hallmarks. I just want to let you guys know. But I I made it so it looks like there's a sequence of events, but it's not a sequence of events. So uh, resisting cell death, deregulating cellular energetics. Okay. You guys all good with this? I just want you guys to make sure you're understanding what I'm doing.
2: Can everyone say something just to make sure everything's okay? Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm following along. I mean, yeah, it's a lot, but
0: yeah, it makes sense. All right. So now... Now that you guys see the ten hallmarks of cancer, um, I will show you the palace. And the palace, as I posted many times before, is the power girl palace. So zoom into that picture, uh, but also have a you know have a picture of the actual ten hallmarks of cancer as well, just to look look at both of them, so I can tell you what's happening. So in this palace, right, um, step one is going to involve uh, resisting cell death. Okay, and so you guys know the professor, right? You guys know the Powerpuff Girls, you know, you know, buttercup, um, bubbles and blossom. Okay. Right? And and the professor, okay, he's sitting on that chair. The chair right at the table in front of you. Okay, the, the chair on the left side of that table. Okay, you guys see it? So the professor is sitting onto that. And the story starts off with, okay, so apparently this professor has cancer. That's pretty bad. Uh, doesn't matter what kind of cancer, but he has cancer, right? And the Powerpuff Girls um, basically arrested him. You know, his, his hands are in handcuffs. And the reason why is because the professor has cancer. And you know how the professor is. He, he does a lot of experiments, and he's going to, like, try to uh, dump chemicals into his body so that he can find a cure for cancer. And, you know, Powerpuff Girls doesn't want, want that to happen. You know, he might kill himself doing this. And so that's why they placed handcuffs onto the professor. And, you know, as a result, he's trying to resist the I resist the the handcuffs. So that's step one resisting cell death. I really hope that really helps you remember that. Okay. so the next part of the story involves the left side where you see the mirror and the actual heart shaped device right beside that mirror. Do you guys see the, the heart shaped device?
2: I will post the image of that close uh, in a zoom in, zoomed in fashion. Okay, you guys see that? Okay. So, the next part of the memory palace involves Buttercup. Okay, Buttercup is sitting right next to that
0: mirror trying to pull that heart shaped um, device out. Okay, so the top part of that heart, you see, like, there's like a little knob. You pull onto that, right? And it's it's a whole, it's a long wire. Okay, think of it as an electric cord. It's an electrical charger or energy charger. She's going to put that into her her ears to charge herself. Okay. <clears throat> so she, so basically, these these Powerpuff Girls are like robots. They they get charged by this device. All right, they're placing it, and Buttercup is placing that into her ears, and then and then Buttercup, you know, slams that device down and saying what are you doing? We should be helping the professor, um, you know, involving his cancer issue and watching him, um, um, preventing him from, you know, getting away from his handcuffs. And Buttercup says, sorry, you know, and this is the second step, deregulating cellular energetics. (laughs) Um, So deregulating is the idea of uh, Buttercup. Sorry about that. The idea of blossom disrupting or interrupting um, buttercup from actually uh, uh, charging herself. So that's the deregulating aspect. Um, The cellular energetics is the, the part where she's actually trying to charge herself. So we, we are deregulating her cellular energetics. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but I hope that helps. So number one, again, it's resisting cell death where a professor is resisting the idea of the handcuffs. Um, number two is deregulating cellular energetics, where Buttercup uh, gets interrupted by um, Blossom. Sorry, not Blossom. Uh, these these names are hard to remember. Actually, um, the other the blue pop up girl that is is basically uh, interrupting her. Okay. Now the third step. The third step um, is. What's up? What, what questions do you have? Oh, I
1: was just gonna say. I was just gonna point out, like, like yeah, you know, it seems like a stretch, but it's you know, that's something that came to your mind. That was one of the first things you thought of when you were thinking of, okay, what can represent uh, deregulating? And that's what's important is like the, your crea- creativity and what's meaningful or sticks out to you.
2: Yeah, so and what works
0: for what works for me definitely doesn't have to work for you. So when I make memory palaces on, on YouTube, um, some people might not really actually remember it, and that's okay. Uh, as long as you make a memory palace that's unique to you, And it's personalized for your needs then you know kudos to you and great for you Uh, okay so the third part is sustaining proliferative signaling this is a long phrase and first you start off with um you see the the part of the place where um there's you know puffy animals you know the the gray the gray uh action figures, or not action figures, but these puffy animals, stuffed animals. You see that over there on the left side, right? Um, Remember, we're going through a clockwise direction of that memory palace. From the table to the mirror, and now to this. It's kind of close to the mirror. You guys see that? I just posted an
2: image of it. It Just respond to me, sorry. Yep, okay. All right, so, so this is the part
0: where Blossom, the red girl, she is talking to these stuffed animals okay she's talking and she's ca- kind of getting angry okay they're talking about the idea of pro-life versus pro-choice okay this is the idea of, of abortion so <clears throat> so they're trying to talk about hey are you pro-life are you pro pro choice why why then they're getting into a heated argument and that's going to be associated with proliferative uh, sustaining proliferative signaling so i'll tell you why okay so they're sustaining a conversation all right. And they're talking about pro-life. So that's in the word proliferative pro-life signaling. is just some random terminal. It's just something you just have to remember with that phrase. So sustaining
2: proliferative signaling. That's the third step of this memory palace. I hope that makes sense. See, you're associating the action
0: with the actual word of what you're supposed to remember. So now you guys, you probably will remember, okay, so resisting cell death, all right, deregulating cellular energetics, all right, now sustaining proliferative signaling. You guys can remember this. Now, the fourth part, evading growth suppressors. So how do you remember this? Now, the next part is the windows, all right? You see the windows there, and you see the, the girls are basically gathering around that window area, okay? And they were just, uh, they just saw an announcement saying, hey, there's a villain outside uh, that's trying to uh, basically make people turn younger, okay? And so there's a beam aiming towards them into the room and that beam will make you younger. And, And the girls don't want that because they want to go through puberty, they wanna have kids, they wanna have a family, all right? So basically the kids, uh, I mean, the pop off girls are trying to avoid that beam. So they're evading growth suppressors. So growth suppressors mean that they, uh, growth suppressors in general. It just means you, you uh, it would prevent growth. Sorry. It would
2: prevent growth from happening. So you want to avoid that idea. I hope that makes sense. So evading growth suppressors. They're evading the laser. okay And the growth suppressors is the idea that they want to get older. So they're trying to avoid those growth suppressors. Uh, Well, the the window is just symbolizing the idea of a beam, the
0: growth suppressing beam going into the room. So we're actually not looking at outside. We just want to... We have something from the outside world interacting with the room, yes, but we're not looking at the outside world. We just, want to, we just want the idea of the laser beam, which is the growth suppressor, going into the room and the Powerpuff Girls avoiding that. They're trying to dodge that laser beam. And they dodge that laser beam by going under the bed. Okay, so they're, now they're under the bed. All right, and under the bed, um, they notice that the laser beam has an after effect. Okay, the after effect is the actual uh, immune destruction. So this is, this is where it's a, it's a stretch. I'm trying so hard to find out what to do here, but I actually didn't know what to do. So I'm just going to say that the laser has an after effect where it would just try to destroy your immune system. And you know that HIV, for example, kind of destroys your immune system. So I kind of associated with HIV, but HIV is not a cancer. I just want you guys to know that HIV is not a cancer. Um, but basically the laser beam can destroy your immune system. And so by being under the bed, they are avoiding
2: immune destruction, the after effects of the beam. Now, next up is the closet. You see the, the, the closet on the, the right corner, the right side of the bed? You guys, uh, I want you guys to, to be interactive so that I can actually continue because uh, I don't want you guys
0: to get bored or anything like that. Okay, so that closet. Um, so there's a guy, there's a guy in that closet, all right? It's an older individual. Uh, his name is Bon. He's from an anime called no, uh, Anatsu no Taizai. I'm not sure you guys know this person, but let, let's say this person is an immortal being, okay? And he, he's in the closet, and the girls decide to go into that closet, okay? They're trying to avoid that immune destruction again, right? And by going into the closet, they they are scared. Okay. And, and the next part of the storyline involves enabling replicative, replicative immortality. So we know that Bond, this older individual, is an immortal being. So let's say, let's say he's like a vampire. Okay, I, I want you guys to, you don't, you guys don't have to know this person specifically. Just say, okay, there's an immortal person that's like a vampire in the actual uh closet. <clears throat> So the girls, what they're going to do is bite onto his shoulders. All right. So they th- so that they can actually take the immortality
2: out of him. All right. And that's the next part of the story, enabling replicative immortality.
0: All right. Now the next part of the story involves the, the next part. So you see the
2: octopus on the right side of the room. So the octopus. Yes. Okay. So you guys see the octopus on the right side, Uh, but
0: let me just post the, the memory palace again, just so we can see the the actual
2: mind map and the palace. I don't want, I don't want you guys to get confused. Okay. The next part is tumor promoting inflammation. So as the pop off girls,
0: you know, as the, the laser subsides, everything is just like, it's getting back to normal um, they, they walk out the closet. All right. And they, they, you know, walk past the octopus saying, okay, well, let's just relax, let's just chill. Let's see what the professor is doing. Um, but while walking past the octopus, the octopus latches, latches, its arms on the, the girls. Okay. And a, as a result of that, those arms will induce some form of inflammation onto those, those into the, the pop of girls' bodies. So you're gonna notice that their bodies are getting kind of swollen. And that's how I remember that it's going to be a tumor promoting inflammation.
2: Um, All right, next part of the story involves activating
0: invasion and metastasis. So invasion, you guys know what invasion is. It's basically the idea of um, intruding into a person's home. And you guys know the uh, Mojo Jojo, the Powerpuff Girls enemy, you know, their sworn enemy. Mojo Jojo enters the room. Ah, uh, believe it or not, in this actual image, there's actually another there's a door. <laughs> there's a door in this room. It's right on it's on the right side of this octopus. I, I, you guys don't see it, uh, and I'm sorry about that. There's an actual door there, okay. And mojo Jojo enters and invades that room, saying, saying, did you did you see or did you get affected by the the laser blast? right? So that's what's going to remind you of invasion and metastasis. Metastasis is the, it's the idea of spreading the, the the actual disease or the actual condition. It's going to be a bit hard for you to remember that just because maybe you might not have an idea what metastasis is, and the word metastasis might be a confusing word to to remember, um, but just remember invasion and just and then you'll automatically associate it with metastasis as time goes on. so Activating invasion and metastasis is the is the part where Mojo Jojo invades the room and starts screaming like crazy, saying, "Hey, did you get affected or anything like that." And then and the next part is called uh, inducing angiogenesis, or also known as neoangiogenesis. So Angie, so the girls, you know, they're swollen, right? And suddenly they they look very weird. They look like different individuals, and it looks like a person named Angie. Um, so this is something unique to me where the girls look like, um, Angie, a girl named Angie, uh, someone I know in real life, but it could, but you, you could associate it with someone, you know, uh, that's also named Angie. So that's inducing angiogenesis. Now the last part of the story. All right. We're almost done guys. So the last part of the story involves genome instability and mutation. All right so the 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 professor you guys remember the professor right from the from step one you know he's trying to resist resist the handcuffs suddenly he actually got away from those handcuffs (laughs) finally and he actually uh got a a couple of of chemicals right and he's just like dumping it on him on his head and just throwing it at mojo jojo because he's mad at mojo jojo just because he's like trying to destroy their home and so he's Intentionally trying to mutate himself and Mojo Jojo, uh, causing genome instability and mutation. So that's the end of this storyline. Uh, so I'll go through this from step one to the end. So remember that uh, Professor Resisting Cell Death, there's the idea of Buttercup resisting, sorry, not resisting, uh, deregulating that, that cellular energetic. Uh, blossom is sustaining pro-life versus pro-choice. Uh, and then they're avoiding the the growth suppressors, the laser beam, and then they go under the bed, and and by going under the bed and escaping into the closet, they they are avoiding immune destruction. And then in the closet, they bit onto Ban, which is the character that is immortal. So we're enabling replicative immortality. And then next, we go to the oct- we walk past the octopus, where it will actually produce inflammation on you by placing those legs onto the Pop Up Girls. And then Mojo Jojo enters the room, causing invasion and metastasis. And then they, the girls look like uh, neoangiogenesis. angiogenesis So Mojo Jojo looks confused. Like, hey, is that Angie? I'm not sure. And then the uh, last part of the story involves a professor throwing those chemicals onto, those, onto Mojo Jojo and himself to an attempt to cure cancer, but also to destroy Mojo Jojo. Bam. So that's your, 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 how you can memorize the 10 hallmarks of cancer. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's uh impressive. Uh someone commented, they said I'm not that imaginative. And to that, you know, I would say I didn't think I was very imaginative and when I started, you know, it's something you can practice and you get better at. The more you try and the more memory palaces you create, um yeah, you just get better at. It. And also what you were saying is like this memory palace if they have to memorize the hallmarks and of cancer coming up, they could come back and use this. And this is really imaginative and like more so than I could do. And so that really makes that stick out to me. And my understanding is is like people put these out, out there to memorize a whole list of different things that you're gonna need that you can just look up and use like this, correct?
0: Yeah. And and also, you know, um, some of these things might not work with you, but you know Everyone try closing your eyes. You guys know the place already. You guys know what's happening in the storyline. You know that the girls are, you know, um, handcuffing the professor, the professor is resisting cell death. You know that Buttercup is actually deregulating cellular, cellular energetics because she tried to charge herself and she got interrupted. And then, you know, you know Blossom is, you know, yelling talking about pro-life pro-choice. You guys know what's happening. You just got to associate the actual Um, list of hallmarks with, with those storylines. And I know it's complicated. I know it's pretty hard, Uh, but also realize that when you're under pressure to memorize something, this is probably going to be your best choice because you, you want to, it feels like you don't waste time when you're studying basically, because you know that when you go through the hard effort, you're going to, you're not going to feel any regret when doing this. Because now when you're when you're going off to like maybe church, you, you close your eyes and maybe you're not listening to church. You're, you're just like, OK, what kind of memory palaces can I recall? And so you're just like, OK, let's do that and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, and don't worry, MSN needs help. We are basically almost done. Uh, we'll, we'll just answer any questions you guys have. And I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we, we went over an hour. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, I really hope you guys have a comprehensive sorry,
2: comprehensive understanding of memory palaces. So I was asked, um, when you're forming the storyline,
1: sometimes we come up with multiple storylines, like when you were explaining deregulating cellular energetics. She could be charging, or maybe she was looking at the mirror and was hit by a lightning. Does it become confusing? The palace was supposed to be... Uh, for one concept, but you end up recalling the process of forming the story, and those storylines mess up. Or we. Sh-
2: okay. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, uh, well, first you all uh, you go left to right. You always take the same path around the memory palace.
0: Yes. Yes. Everyone know that this is a clockwise storyline. So we're starting from you know a circular format where we start off at the table in front of you, and then you move to the left. Where you see the buttercup doing her own thing, and then you see moving towards a circle again, clockwise. You will see uh, blossom yelling, and then when you see the windows, you're gonna get triggered to know what's going to happen next. The laser is actually coming in. So there's a there's a time frame um, a time frame for for when all of this happens. It just
2: has to go along with your storyline. So it's in it's in an orderly format. Oh, okay. So you're asking
1: about playing cards and how you would do that. A couple different methods. You use Dominic method or major system, but it's something, you know, that if you have a lot of free time and you want to do for fun, but uh, yeah. So you just assign a name or a celebrity to each card and they have an action or some system celebrity with a specific action object and, And then you use a memory palace to store each card. Michael Jordan's slam dunking could be, you know, five of clubs or something in the first um, place of your memory palace. So that's like a dumpster outside for the one I use. But, yeah, I mean, you could look into it. But, yeah, I would look at the Dominic system or the major system if you're interested in looking.
2: Yeah,
0: so... That's also a good point. My, my friend is also uh, my friend named Jason. he's, he's a, a dealer in a casino and what he does is use the Dominic system. so he associates um, the number of the cards with with the celebrity and, and that really helps him memorize the card and allows him to you know remember hey which, which person again needs this uh, needs this amount of money or, or this amount of chips or, or or maybe what card do they have? So that you can actually make automatic calculations on whether this goes over twenty-one in blackjack, for example, um, stuff like that. Because you know, when you're a dealer, you want to make sure you're not messing up. So you're going to need a memory technique to actually uh, keep up with with what's going on. Or you don't have to use wow. memory techniques for for anything really. But it's it's a choice that that will help you along you know, for us. Yeah!
1: Wow, that's impressive. Um, that makes a lot of sense because that's a high pressure job where you know you're playing. He's doing a hundred payouts per hour, so it's easy to make mistakes. But yeah, that's one of those innovative ways to use uh, memory techniques to you know, perform a job better.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, so let's see. Someone's asking after finishing in memory palace, do you create Anki questions about the concepts? Um, so in the Anki, right? Uh, you you just do it the way you usually do it, where you just ask questions about certain concepts, but. When that concept is associated with your memory palace, make sure you ask the, So you ask the question the same way, just ask any question about, about a concept. And then in the answer section of the Anki card, um, you, you input the, the image of the memory palace to make, to remind you that, Hey, you use the memory palace for, for this. So you should definitely know the answer to this question. You know what I mean? So, um, here's an example. So. So here's an Anki card, all right? I already showed the answer. So it says, what color does Staph aureus turn mannitol agar? Okay, and, and this is the memory palace where that you should put into the answer choice. Well, I mean, the answer is yellow. And so you input it yellow in the answer, but then in the extra portion of the answer choice, you input the image and the image will, will tell you, okay, so this is the memory palace that you used, and it actually ferments mannitol and, and turns it into to yellow. Okay, so, so that's the answer.
2: But, you know, you, you have to remember that you know, Memory Palace actually has that, so you should you should really remember that. Let's see, what else? Uh, what other questions do you, you guys have? Uh, Timothy says,
1: how do you remember which Memory Palace was for what sept?" I mean... Uh,
0: okay, I, that's a good question. That's actually yeah, a very go good ahead. question be, because uh, I had an issue with this before um depending on how creative you are you could automatically remember that palace with the memory with the actual information you want to remember by just reviewing the storyline so when you go through the storyline you're like okay this guy's resisting cell death so this is probably hallmarks of cancer but also um you might not remember the palace because you made so many so uh sometimes for me i actually make the first step of the story associated with the title of the palace So let's say like the Simpsons room, Um, you're going to see, you're going to notice that in the first step, um, you might have a lot of people who are yellow individuals, and that's going to probably remind you, hey, this is the Simpsons room, because uh, the yellow people in the room reminds you of the Simpsons, Um, stuff like that. So the first step of the storyline can remind you of the place.
1: Right, and that's why you were saying you don't you don't want to reuse the same characters for different memory palaces. So once you review that first uh, first location, yeah, you're not going to confuse it with uh, was I use bubbles in this memory palace and the ten um, yeah, that's the ten Hallmark marks of cancer.
2: Yeah, so the 10 hallmarks of
0: cancer associated with bubbles. Don't use bubbles again. Don't use the professor again. Don't use Buttercup. Don't use Blossom again. Um, don't use the items that you've seen in this, this actual memory palace. And, and you guys know that that heart-shaped device, you know, the heart-shaped device that you guys saw, that's not, that's not intended to be used like that. But, you know, I, I made it so that it had a different purpose in life. You could do that, too, because if you look at that, it looks like it can do a lot of other things. But, you know, I made it so it does that so that's unique to you um and this memory palace i think it took me around it took me a bit over an hour just because there's 10 items in here and you know i wanted to make it as perfect as possible i'm I'm, I'm a perfectionist so try to make sure it's it's very unique to me and and it really does work out and it it was so fun to rehearse every time and when you rehearse a memory palace um you're gonna feel as though it's going fast forward uh, after you rehearse it a few times because you already know the storyline. And you, you can notice that when I spoke to you, at, at the end when I rehearsed to you the storyline, I said it really fast, by the way. And and I can go like five times faster in my mind without without really saying it out loud. So um, that's just saying that you can, when, when someone asks you a question and it, it refers to some information referring to your memory palace, you're going to instantly like just snap of your fingers, you're just going to, have to say it out loud. What, what's what's the, the actual answer?
2: Okay, someone asked um, what if you use something similar instead of doing it in a place, you make a story with what you're learning? Learning about a cell, you imagine a cell, make a story with the cell. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so, so more like a, a memory story than a memory palace. Um,
0: I guess always, always try to make things different from other memory palaces. Always make it unique. Um,
2: Don't make anything similar to another another memory palace. And uh, let's see, what else? Yeah, just make it make it very unique. I would just say in general, just make it unique to you. Uh,
0: Make it different for for each memory palace. Try not to ghost yourself. That's basically the best recommendation. Uh, And it's really up to your judgment on whether or not you want to make something similar. But it's always a, the best idea not to make it similar. And you know there's a lot of different people out there. You don't have to use, like, a Tom Cruise, like, three times. Just use him one time for that one place. Um, I remember Tom Cruise as being the guy from the sleep stage cycles. Um, he's basically um, holding a sniper, shooting down someone, and
2: causing someone to go into deep REM sleep. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's that's something I recall immediately. Um, let's see. What other questions? If nobody else have any other questions, then I, I guess this is it. Everyone, I'm very happy
0: that you guys joined in to to tune in to this session. And, uh, you know, thank you, Kramish, for for coming in to help me out, you know, ask me questions that the audience wants to
2: uh, ask. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Happy being invited.